Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord, for strengthening us from Psalm 46. I ask you, Lord, as you continue to minister to our hearts, open our hearts, O Lord, even more. Help us to receive your word, which is strength to our souls, strength to our minds, strength to our spirits and to our bodies. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will, Lord, do a deeper work at this hour. Father, without you, we can do nothing. But with you, Lord, we can do all things. And I pray that you'll open to us the gates of righteousness at this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, break every hindrance, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let your word proceed, Lord, from your throne. Lord, with power, with love, with strength, with great force to bring down the wall of Jericho. Oh, Father, and I pray, let your word, Lord, do a deeper work in our lives. Let there be a shift, Lord, in our spiritual, Lord, life, O oh Lord, for the better, that we may rise up, Father, to a higher level, to where God is calling us to go to, to do great and mighty things for the Almighty God. I thank you, Lord, I praise you. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is trying to hinder the word of God from being given to your people. I bind them in Jesus' name, take victory in Jesus' name. And every demonic spirit of distraction, tiredness, sleepiness, I bind those in Jesus' name, take victory in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you will give us undivided attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit and help us, Lord, to grow stronger in you, Father, deeper in you, Lord Jesus, grow higher in you, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this. Thank you, Father. Give ourselves over to you. Speak, Lord, and we will obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are going to turn our Bibles to Second Kings, chapter 4. Second Kings, chapter 4. And we are going to read from verse 8 onwards. Second Kings, chapter 4. From 8 onwards, as the Spirit of the Lord wants us to meditate on the scripture portion, we are going to look into that. Second Kings, chapter 4. And we're going to read from 8 onwards. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. She said to her husband, I'm sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. I'm going to stop here. Let's read one more time. Let me go to the New King James Version for today's reading. We'll go to verse 8. Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a noble woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall. and Let us put a bed for him there, and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be, whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. Now, Verses 8 to 10, we see here about a woman. 
She was a wealthy woman, a notable woman, a wealthy woman, says God's word. When Elisha, the prophet of God, went to Shunem, there were many people there. But she was not only a notable woman, a wealthy woman, she was a woman of God. She was a woman who feared the Lord. She was a woman who had a relationship with the living God. Even though there were many people there, it was this woman who persuaded this man of God to come to her house and eat some food. We saw something like this before where the Lord spoke to us when Jesus Christ was on his way to Emmaus. The disciples constrained him when he was actually going to go somewhere. It looked like he was going to go somewhere. They constrained him to come with them and Jesus Christ went with them. And we also see different passages in the Bible where the Lord was asked or requested to stay. If you look at the Samaritan woman's story, when he spoke to the Samaritan woman, she went and called the people in her village. And there they came to Jesus and they saw that Jesus was the Messiah and they actually had him stay there for a few more days. God is speaking to our hearts today. There are many Christians out there, many church-going Christians out there, religious Christians out there. They'll go once a week, Sunday, to church. They can even go for Bible studies, even fasting prayer. But in their spirit, they are not sensitive to what God is doing at the hour. Many people were there in Shunan. But this woman was different. She was not only wealthy economically, she was spiritually a wealthy woman. She had a relationship with God. She was able to identify Elisha as the man of God, and she valued it because she valued God. She valued the man of God, and she said, I want you to come to my house. I want you to eat. She urged him to eat. She knew the blessing that came from having the servant of God, the prophet of God, come to her house. Her spiritual senses were open to God's working in her life. She was not just someone who would invite every stranger, but she was someone who knew that there's something special to this man. He's a man of God. And she was going to have him come over to have a meal there. We see in the scripture that when she persuaded him to eat some food, Elisha agreed to that and he came and he ate some food. When we go after the Lord with all our hearts and we say, Lord, you're the one I want. Lord, stay with me. Lord, be with me. When we ask the Lord, God will stay with us. God will be with us. The spirit of the Lord will work in us because he wants to work in us. Now, the urge that came to this lady to urge this prophet of God, this man of God, to come and have that meal with their family was from the Lord. A walk with God. God was moving her, strategically moving her in order to bless her. We have to understand the depth of this message, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts today. When our heart wants God, and God wants us, 
It's a very powerful combination. But God will do something substantial in our lives. In this lady's life, she was a wealthy woman. She had money. She could have just said, I have everything I need. And she could have lived a selfish life, but she chose not to. She chose not to. She valued the things of God. Like Job, this woman valued the things of God. Even though Job was rich, Job was not haughty. Job was not arrogant. Job was not a sinful man. Job was a righteous man of God. This woman, Shunammite woman, though she was a noble woman, a wealthy woman, a notable woman, she had a heart for God. And as a result, God was able to strategically position her to bless her. God is speaking to your hearts this morning. Whatever God is doing in your life right now during the season, there's a prophecy God is speaking. God is strategically positioning you to bless you. The very reason you are here this morning call is because God is strategically positioning you to bless you. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh one rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. And the riches of God is not just physical, not just material, but it begins with the spiritual. When our soul prospers, our body will prosper. It's bound to prosper. When our soul prospers, our finances will prosper. It is bound to prosper. God will prosper us. The Bible says God delights in the prosperity of his servants. God wants his people to prosper. Prosperity is God's gift to his people. Prospering in every way, mentally, emotionally, physically, relationally, financially, is God's will for God's people to understand that. Yes, God can take us through a path sometimes to understand what it feels to go through a financial strain. So if we don't look down on anyone, we'll have the compassion on those who go through such kind of a difficult path. So God will lead his people through that, but it will not be a forever situation. There's a season for everything. But God's ultimate goal for every single person, like he did for Job too, it was a season, the trial was for season, but his ultimate goal was to bless him double, double measure. And the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever path you're going through, whatever need you may have, understand this. God is strategically positioning you in order to bless you and to make you a blessing. God is strategically positioning you in order to bless you and make you a blessing. God is strategically positioning you in order to bless you and to make you a blessing. The Shunammite woman had that sense in her spirit. Many women were there. Many families were there. But the Bible mentions about this woman. There's a chapter in the Bible, which is Second Kings chapter 4. But God records what this woman did for him, which was for his prophet. And but the Bible also records, as a result, what God did for her as well. 
how God strategically positioned her in order to bless her. And he and she understood, even though she didn't know everything that was happening, she knew one thing. I have to honor the Lord. I have to honor the servant of God. Her priorities were right. So when Elisha was going there, she persuaded him to eat some food. And every time he went there, the Lord determined to bless her. And so the man of God went there every single time. Now the servant of God will not go anywhere and everywhere. If they're going somewhere or to some person's house, it's with a very specific reason. And it is to bless the people there. God would have provided for Elisha whichever way he wanted to. But if God is using a means, that means it is for God to bless them. It is an opportunity that God gave the Shunammite woman in order to bless her. We saw yesterday how the widow of Zarephath was blessed when Elijah came. Now, today it's a Shunammite woman that the Lord wants us to Take a closer look at her character. These are women. How God used women. Yes, in the Old Testament. And how God made sure that he will record that. Yes, in the Old Testament. How God gave importance to what she did. If you're thinking today, you know what I'm doing, but nobody knows what I'm doing. Don't worry about it. Nobody needs to know what you're doing. God sees that. And God sees it. It goes in the book of remembrance. Just like how it went in to Second Kings chapter 4. Whatever you're doing for God, whatever you're doing for his people, whatever you're doing for his servants, whatever you're doing, it is going down in his book. God takes notice of every single act that we do for him. And God will strategically move a certain time to do certain things in order for God to bless us. God moved her to do this, which was to give this man of God food at that time. Jesus said, he who honors a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. She received that reward. She might have not known everything about it. But she knew one thing. It's the man of God. It's going here. I need to give him this food. Once she opened the door to God's visitation, to this man of God, the Lord is bringing him back again to her house in order to bless her. Now, she's taking a step further. She says, okay, he's coming here every time. And we are... Blessing him with this food every time he comes. She doesn't know the greater blessing, the greatest blessing that God was going to bless her with. She didn't know. But now God is moving her again, strategically moving her again to do something more. Very similar to yesterday's story, isn't it? Elijah asked for water first, and then he asked for The bread. He asked for water first. It was just water. A little bit of water. And then it was bread. 
So the first time when the man of God came, it was a meal. Then when he was coming, it was meal still. But God moved her to do more, which was, let's read verse 9. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. She says, holy man of God. She's talking about the prophet of God. The Old Testament, the man of God usually stands for a prophet of God. One who serves God, called of God. She thinks there's a holy man of God. He's going by the side regularly. That means God had a work for him in that area or the next town, whatever it is. He's passing by the side regularly. That regularly could have been once every few months. We don't know. Once every few weeks. We don't know. But we know that he was passing by that side. Often. And she's getting this idea in her heart. Who is giving that idea in her heart? It was God. She's talking to her husband. Let's make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. She is not just a wealthy woman. She is a wise woman. A woman who feared the Lord. A woman who loved the Lord. She's going and talking to her husband. Over here, you don't see the husband being really proactive here. But the husband is a good man. He listens to everything that his wife says. He's not the one who's actually identifying the man of God and saying, you know what, let's go do this for this man of God. No. In this family, the wife is actually taking the initiative to do what she had to do. And God is actually moving her in order to bless this couple. God works in different ways. God can use you in your family in order to bring the blessing of God upon your family. So never lose heart. Never think that, oh, you know what? My husband is not taking the lead because he's not taking the lead. I'm not able to do anything because he's supposed to lead. Don't think about who's supposed to do what. Think about what God wants you to do. Every season, God is working. Every season, God does different things. When God moves us during a particular season, it is very important for us to go with the flow of the Spirit. I'm sure she would have prayed before she spoke to her husband. Her husband goes along with whatever she says. Let me tell you this. She was a trustworthy woman. She was not only a wealthy woman. She was a woman who feared the Lord. She was a woman who gained the confidence of her husband. This is not women's meeting, by the way. But the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to her hearts. She gained the confidence of her husband. She had a good relationship with her husband. Her husband was able to trust her. We can say that she was a Proverbs 31 woman. Except she didn't have a child. Her husband trusted in her. She was a noble woman. A woman who was blessed by God, but had a lack in her life. She was a woman who sensed the move of the Lord and went along with it and did what God was laying in her heart to do. She was a woman 
who is generous, knowing that God is moving me to do this. Though so many people were in the town, she was someone who walked with God and had that connection with God. She didn't think about, why didn't my neighbor call him? Why didn't, you know, the people across from the street, why didn't they call him? Why should I call him? No. She knew the value of hosting the servant of God in her house. She knew the value of serving God. She knew the value of building that upper room for the man of God. And what happens here, God has blessed her because of a relationship with the Lord. She had a godly, healthy relationship with her husband also. I challenge you today, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, when you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, when you really follow Him and really give Him your all, really give your time to Him, really have that relationship with Jesus Christ, God will bless your spouse. God will bless your relationship with your spouse. God will bless your relationship with your children. God will bless your family as a result of that. So what are we supposed to focus on? Our relationship with the Lord. And let his love flow through us. You see how she speaks to her husband. She's not bossing around over here. She understands that this is what God is calling her to do. But she also knew how to talk to her spouse. She was a wise woman who recognized what was going on around her and knew that she had to invite this man of God into her house. Knew that the upper room needs to be built. But she knew how to communicate with her husband. She didn't say that, oh my goodness, I got to do everything all the time. This man doesn't even know that there's a man of God. Now I have to tell, I wish like he was the one who did this. No. She was a woman of God. A woman who walked with God. Who knew her role in her relationship to her husband. She knew how to take matters to her spouse. And to get things done. She was a woman of prayer. And she was a woman who knew how to communicate and get things done. She is a woman who knew how to move the heart of her husband. God is looking for people like that today, who be wise, children of God, who will understand what God is doing, and who will have the wisdom to communicate with your family what God is doing in a way that is pleasing to God in a sweet way, in a humble way, and get things done in your home. Now, after she talks to her husband, things get done because he okays it. They're both on the same page. She's not going against her husband and doing anything over here. They both are doing this together. She's taking the initiative with prayer, and he is going right along with it because God was involved in their family. You see that? God was involved in their family. She exactly said what the things, what were all the things that were necessary for this man of God. Look how much thought went into that. He needs a bed, needs a table, 
in his chair and a lampstand. She knew he was a man of God. He'd be praying. He'd be spending time with the Lord. These are the things that he needs when he comes there. And it happened one day, verse 11, that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then Gehazi, then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, now say to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? And the Bible so clearly says that Elisha came with his servant. Every time he comes there, the Bible only talks about the man of God because the highlight is the man of God, not Gehazi. Now, because he is communicating to this woman through his servant, it's mentioned here. He came in, laid down, and the Spirit of the Lord is moving him at that point to bless this woman. He was going to sleep. He would have been tired from the journey. But God is moving Elisha after he lay down. To find out what she needs in order for God to bless her. So he's calling his servant and he's telling him, go and ask her. Find out from her. Call her. And talk to her. You've been so good to us. You've been doing all these things for us. How can I bless you? Is what God was leading Elisha to tell to the Shunammite woman through Gehazi, his servant. Now, let me read this one more time, verse 12. Then he said to Gehazi, Elisha said to Gehazi, his servant, Call the Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him, and he said to him, Elisha saying to Gehazi, Say now to her, Look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. You see how God is working? God is for sure. Working right here in this conversation. God is telling Elisha that this woman has a need. That's how much information God gave to Elisha. God didn't tell him everything at that point. He knew that she had a need. He knew God wanted him to bless her. And he's asking her, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to speak to the king or the army commander? Do you want me to do something for you? What is your need? Because God has told Elisha, this woman has a need. But when he's asking her, she's saying, I'm fine. That's not my need. I'm fine. And many times Jesus, when he had to heal the people, he'll ask them, what do you want me to do? It, it could be a blind man. And Jesus could very well see that this man is blind. But you'll ask him as if he didn't know. What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man would say, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Similarly, God is leading Elisha over here 
Because God didn't know. No. God knows everything. God is leading Elisha to ask her a certain way in order to get the answer from her mouth what her need was. Many times God leads his people like that. God has led me several times like that. In order to have someone say or open up, God will have me say something along the lines, but it will not be the exact thing, even though God would show me what it is. God wants us to ask him. When God comes to us and he says, what do you want? What can I do for you? Never tell the Lord, Lord, I'm fine. Never tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want to bother you. Never tell the Lord, Lord, even if I don't have this, it's okay. When God wants to bless us, never try to be extra spiritual or have false humility by saying, you know, I don't want the blessing. I don't want to bother God. No. Never do that. She didn't want to bother this man of God, so to speak. She's saying, I'm fine. You know why? Because she never thought that such a miracle could happen in her life, even though she has Abraham and Sarah story, Abraham and Sarah's story before her. She had faith and she had a relationship with God to an extent. God was taking her to a deeper walk with him to show her more of his power, to show her more of his glory. She had no idea. She had no idea. So the man of God is asking, is there anything more? Because he knows God wants him to bless her. And he knew that she had a need. And Gehazi is speaking now because God is moving Gehazi to speak because the woman did not speak. God wanted to bless her because she was someone who feared the Lord. And he knew her heart, that she had a need. But she didn't think that it was possible. She didn't have faith at that point to receive that miracle for her. She thought, you know, I want to do something for the Lord, and I did. I'm happy with that. I'm happy that this man of God is coming. I'm happy that he's staying in our house. I'm happy our home is blessed because of that. That's enough for me. I don't need anything, oh man of God. I'm fine. I have everything I need. But the truth was, she didn't have the most important thing, which was a child. Very similar to Abraham. He was a very rich man. But one thing was lacking, which was, Lord, I don't have a child. Just like how God came to Abraham, God came to Shunammite woman. You know, God is opening Gehazi's mouth to say what need she had. And Gehazi says here in verse 14, actually she has no son and her husband is old. That means it's impossible. But Gehazi knew that. All things are possible with God and that Elisha was the prophet and it was possible through God working in Elisha to produce the miracle that the Shunammite woman and her husband needed. The moment Elisha heard that, verse 15, so he, he said, call her. Elisha says, call her. 
When he had called her, she stood in the doorway, and you see verse 16. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. Very similar to the encounter that Abraham and Sarah had when God visited Abraham on the plains of Mamre. The Bible says. About this time next year, Sarah shall have a child. That's what the Lord said. About this time next year, Sarah shall have a child. A similar thing, God is speaking through Elisha to Shunammite woman. About this time next year, you shall embrace a son. You see the response of this lady. She said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. Because in her mind, this is impossible. My husband is old. This is impossible. This is not going to happen. This is never going to happen. So she's saying, don't get my hopes up high, oh man of God. This is not going to happen. But you don't see any conversation. Verse 17 says, The woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her. That's how God leads his servants. The word is given, and he's gone. But God knew that this woman was a woman who was faithful to God, sincere in her walk with God, honored the Lord with her substance, honored the man of God, and who was a wife who loved her husband and was faithful to her husband. She was a wise woman who actually led her family in the ways of God. Even though her husband was a businessman doing, taking care of other things. He was not that sharp when it came to the spiritual matters. She was a woman who was able to lead him also in the right path. A very wise woman. A very wise woman who built her home. The only thing she didn't have was a child. God saw her situation. Something that she thought was never going to happen in her life. God gave it as a gift to her. Something that never had. She might have prayed when she was younger. Now, to become old, she would have thought it's not going to happen. She would have even stopped praying. She would have thought this was never going to happen. She would have gave up on this issue. See, whatever you have prayed for, and whatever you ask the Lord for, sometimes you can forget. You can give up. God never gives up. God remembers that. God remembers that. Every prayer that you pray at the feet of Jesus, remember, he's heard it. Remember, he's heard it. Know for sure he will answer it. God will answer it. God is strengthening every brother and sister, every child who's on the call this morning. God wants to bless you. God is strategically positioning you in order to bless you. God brings certain situations, certain things in your life. And God will use you to lead your spouse or to lead your family closer to God. Be thankful that God has chosen you to do that. Don't complain. Why should it be me? Take it as a privilege, an honor that has come from God. And do it with all your heart. You will never be disappointed. You will never be disappointed. 
You will never be disappointed if God has called you to be a leader in your home, to lead your family in the ways of the Lord. Be thankful to God. Do it with great humility, not with arrogance or pride. Do it with love in your heart. Do it with great love for God and great love for your spouse and for your children in your heart. Do it without complaining. Do it with great joy and see what God will do for you. God is strategically positioning you in order for him to bless you. God is strategically positioning you in order for him to bless you. How many of us want God's blessing? When God blesses, he pours. When God blesses, it overflows. When God blesses, he blesses us above and beyond. He goes above and beyond what we could ask or imagine. Ephesians 3.20 This is who our God is. When he leads us to do something, we have to take that step of faith and do it unto the Lord. And as the Lord leads us to do it, understand that he is leading me to do certain things, certain times, so that he can bless me above and beyond my expectation. This lady didn't even think about it. She had no clue what God was going to do in her life. The dream that was dead, the dream that she had of having a child when she got married, she might have prayed and prayed and prayed and thought God would give it to her. Even that dream died, not her God to whom she prayed to. He caused her to live that dream by strategically positioning her during a specific season by using the man of God in her life. God uses certain people strategically. He will position you. You call those divine connections. Divine connection. Strategically, God will position you in order to bless you. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to our hearts. The Lord says, When you see what I'm doing, when you see that I'm moving you to do certain things, to seek Him more, to spend time with Him more, God is establishing divine connections in your life. Know for sure. Get excited because God is going to bless you in ways that you've never imagined. And the highest blessing is to know that my God lives. My God heard my prayers. My God answered me. What was missing all these years, all of a sudden it came into being. That is what God will do for you in your life. That which was missing for many years. God wants to give it to you. God wants to bless you. God wants to establish you. God wants to settle you. God wants to exalt you. God wants to purify you. God wants to cleanse you. God wants to use you above everything. God wants you to have a fresh look at who he is. His awesome power. Revealed in your life. So that your life will never be the same. 
Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word that you've given to your people this morning. Your word is alive. Your word is fresh. Your word is so glorious. And your word is all I need. We thank you, Lord, for giving us this word this morning. Lord, you have the words of eternal life. You are the bread of life. Thank you for feeding us this morning. Lord, you have great plans for each one of your people. Each one of us who are here this morning, you have great plans, not just plans, great plans. And as you are moving us, Lord, during the season, you're working in our lives. You're bringing divine connections. You're strategically positioning us in order to bless us. And I pray may people understand your timing, your time of visitation, what you're doing in their lives during the season. And I pray all those who are gathered together this morning may be like this Shilamite woman, Lord. Have that love for the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And she constrained Elisha to come and have a meal. May we constrain you, Lord, to stay with us, to dine with us, to live with us. I pray, Father, that you will continue to do mighty wonders in the lives of people. Lord, we're so frail. Lord, we're so weak. We know that you're strong. And we know that you're stronger than the strong man. We know, Lord, your word is all-powerful. The voice of the Lord splits the cedar to half. You don't need any electrical saw. The voice of the Lord causes the hind to calf. The voice of the Lord causes the dead bones to become living human beings and rise up as a mighty army. You spoke and the Shunammite woman had a son according to the word of the Lord. Within one year, he had a son because your word came from the man of God. It was God's word that came through the prophet of God. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you for the riches of your word. Thank you for the glory of your gospel. Thank you, Lord, for the awesomeness of your presence that is in our midst, O Lord. I pray for every brother, sister, and child who is here this morning. I ask you, Jesus, that you'll stretch forth in air pierced hands at this hour towards your people, Lord, and touch them. 
from the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet. I ask you, Savior, that you will do a mighty wonder in their lives. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, relationally, financially. I ask you, Lord, that you will bring about a change in their lives. So that they can glorify you with everything that you have given them, O God. Thank you, Lord. May they understand the timing of the Lord. May they understand the visitation of the Lord. May they understand the divine connection that God is bringing to their lives. They understand God is going to move your people to the realm of the supernatural, to see the greatness and the awesomeness of the Almighty God. What this Shunammite woman thought was never going to be possible. She saw the word of the Lord come to pass. She saw God quicken her husband's body. She saw God quicken her body. She saw God do wonders in their family. And they heard the cry and the laughter of the baby in their home. Who could have done that? Who could have done that? Who could have done that? Oh, we thank you, Lord God Almighty. The God of the impossible. The one who does wonders, mighty wonders. And thank you, Lord, for the awesome presence that is here. Whatever need your children have this morning. Father, I pray that you will grant it to them, Lord. Grant the desires of their heart, my Father, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Above everything, shape them, Lord. Shape them according to your word. Shape them according to your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We know once the word was given, the woman received it. Because she received it, she had the child. Initially, it was something that she never thought. But then she received it. She received it. She inherited the promise of God. I thank you, Father. I pray that you will do great and mighty wonders in the lives of your children. This day and every day of this week. In the remaining days of this month. Lord, I pray. May their lives be blessed by you. When darkness covers the earth and grows darkness, the people. It is at that time your light rises upon us. It is at that time where we become a blessing to those around us. It is at that time we rise up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for bringing us to the period where your people are going to rise up. All this time they were sitting down, they're going to rise up. They're going to rise up. Spiritually, they're going to rise up. <coughs> Emotionally, they're going to rise up. You're going to rise over their surroundings. They're going to rise over. But whatever has been keeping them down, thank you, Jesus. They're going to rise above this circumstance. Thank you, Father. So bless your people, Lord. Bless your people, Lord. Bless your people, Lord. 
with a blessing that you alone can bless them with. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this. Praise you for your word today. Thank you, Lord. God is in our midst. You are in our midst. I know that, and I can see that. And I know that you're with your people, Lord, at this hour, as we are seeking your face. Father, I pray. We understand the depth of your love. It is God. It is God who is working in us. It is God who is leading us to a deeper walk. It is God who is taking us to a higher level. It is God who is strategically positioning your people in order to bless them. And I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, as your servant, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless your people, Lord, with all your blessings for this day. They may walk in the victory that you have purchased for them on the cross of Calvary. That they may dwell in the peace that you have given to them through the blood of Jesus. That no weapon that is formed against them shall prosper. The blessing of the Lord may overtake them throughout this day. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.